0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight. We are on episode three, checking right along. Um, so today I wanted to talk to you guys about preparation. Um, so we learned about what diabetes is. Uh, I've shared with you guys my backstory, but something that I really wanted to ensure that I put out there is how to get yourself ready, not only for your doctor's appointment. But what to expect kind of afterwards and how to start the transition into altering your lifestyle once you have been diagnosed. So, you know, you're about to have your doctor's appointment. You're nervous. You're not sure what to expect or what to ask. So, what do you do? Um, And that's where this episode is really going to help out, I believe, is, you know, we're going to go over how to prepare, what to expect. Um, what to ask of your doctor, and other tools and tips to kind of jumpstart your road uh, to getting back on track. And so being prepared is really about, you know, what you can do to maximize your time with your doctor. Um, We all know you spend 30 minutes waiting and five minutes discussing. So the quicker you can get to the point, the better, right? So, in this episode, we'll again cover preparing before your appointment, um, things that may come up in your diagnosis, and then just any personal tips and suggestions that I may have um, and things that I've done. So, with that, let's jump into it. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, a health and wellness podcast where we strive to conquer type 2 diabetes. Hosted by me, Taylor Danielle. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't have a lot of people around my age who lived similar lifestyles to learn from. I want you to know you're not alone and we'll have real, honest and vulnerable conversations about it all. Here, I share my struggles, tips and more. All right, so... The first kind of thing that I really like to just kind of point out is prepare yourself by getting clarity. It's really important to understand the information that your doctor is providing you. So if you're unsure of the terms that they're using, ask them what it means. Um, They're not going to know what you want to know unless you tell them. And feel free to do a little bit of your own research before you get to the doctor's office. Um, So things like how they determine you're a diabetic, A1C, blood sugar levels, sometimes uh, medication types, all of those things are things that you can do a quick Google search and get a basic rundown of what all of those things mean. But by all means, when you are with your doctor, Ask them those questions, you know, Um, some may still explain stuff, but I'm always just someone who um, likes to ask for clarification. And even if they do explain things uh, right out the gate, which is great, recap it in your own words. So that way you can really ensure that you understand what's being told to you. And then once you understand that, you can begin to discuss the tools that you'll need. So ask about their suggestions for treatment and how it may affect your routine or current lifestyle. Um, Do you already take any other medications or vitamins, which usually when they prescribe new medication, they'll ask you already. But even so, I always like to also ask about vitamins because that's not always something that they... Lean into is heavy, and it's just good to know that anything that you are uh, ingesting in your body is going to work well together, not against you, right? And so, I always say that if you are going to be put on medication, um, ask what alternatives are there. You know, if I don't want to do medication, what are you know the areas because it also is going to depend on the severity of your diagnosis. Um, but ask what's the road to not be on medication? Uh, Because to me, that's really what tells you if your doctor, um, I won't say if they're really for helping you recover, but we all know that it's very difficult for doctors to see that. They're put in the same kind of routine of like see as many patients as possible and treat the symptoms kind of thing. So I always like to ask, what can I do to manage this naturally or to move into a state where this is no longer a thing? and that really helped me also build rapport with my doctor of like, I'm not just going to take pills, swallow them and go home. You know, I, I want to be able to, to do more to be better. Um, so with that said, I just want to add in before we deeper dive into stuff. I am not a doctor, guys. I'm not, (laughs) you know, although Dr. Turner does sound cool, um, you know, I am not. So please, 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 everything that I am sharing is just my opinion, my perspective and kind of things that I've gone through or have, you know, shared with friends and family members that have gone through similar things. So always, always, always anything that you may Decide to do from these do from these suggestions. If I could talk, uh, please always just run it by a medical professional. I do not want to take away from those who have taken the time to educate themselves and go through the training necessary um, to be able to do this. So, please, 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 always do that. Um, okay. So the next thing that you're probably going to discuss, or that you should bring up if it's not coming up, is medication and then meters. Now, medication is going to be a pretty obvious one, um, but it, it can vary. Everybody is different. It also depends on the severity of your um, uh, blood test results and your um, uh, urine test results. But more often, probably the first thing that your doctor may do is prescribe you um, some type of oral medication. Again, It depends on how high your A1C is, which is the blood test uh, that they do every 90 days um, to kind of see where you're at. So a lot of people, including myself, we uh, receive oral medication or uh, pills basically. Uh, And metformin is a common starter prescription to help control your blood sugar. Now we're gonna do, there's like a whole episode going into a deeper dive about metformin and side effects and kind of things you may expect and kind of best practices, um, depending on what your doctor says, but also things that I just found worked for me. Um, so don't worry if you're not 100% sure, but again, ask your doctor about this as well. So you can understand what you are putting into your body. Okay. So Again, metformin is a common starter prescription to help control your blood sugar. Um, but I, have, I haven't I have really experienced anyone go- going straight to insulin unless they're type 1. Uh, and again, type 1 is where you kind of have to put that in your system because your body is just not doing enough or, excuse me, producing enough. Um, it's not to say that it can't happen. It really just depends on where you are when all of your results come back in. So metformin will probably be the most likely thing that you are prescribed Um, uh, if you're first diagnosed. It's just to kind of get your body used to it and to help it regulate and do the things that it needs to do to keep your blood sugar levels in check. So the second thing your doctor may discuss is blood sugar meters. Um, This is how you're going to be able to see what your blood sugar levels are at that exact moment of uh, taking it. Um, The frequency of how often you'll check this is something that you want to uh, clarify with your doctor as well. So for example, my doctor told me I don't need to check it very often. Uh, Once a day in the mornings, like right after I get up, you know, fasting, no food in my system um, is is the best. Um, She did say I could check, you know, a few hours after dinner if I wanted to, just to kind of see where I'm at. But for the most part, I'm good to go once a day in the mornings. Um, one thing that is really important, and it's kind of the same with your medication, is it's best to check about the same time every day if you can. Um, it, it really helps to kind of see what your body is doing at that exact time. Um, this also helps me understand what I did the night before. So let's say if I check my blood sugar every morning at 7 a.m., And one night I stopped eating at like, let's say, 7 p.m. But then another night, um, you know, I stopped eating after like 10 or 11. Um, I still took my medication at the same time, but I might see a variation in my numbers the next morning. And that helps me to kind of track down, okay, what did I do well? What do I need to do differently? Um, And I've seen a significant difference, you know, when I've done that. So I usually try to stop eating uh, between eight and 10. Um, It's just difficult because I work so much. And so I forget (laughs) that I might need a meal. And um, also what you're eating. There have definitely been nights where like it's the weekend and, you know, um, we're all in the house and I want to watch a movie and maybe have a little bit of ice cream or some popcorn or some chips or something. and all of that is still sugar. Right. And so even if I take my medication, there's more sugar in my system that it still has to process on top of the medication doing its thing. Then, you know, uh, another night where I had dinner at eight, I was pretty much done by 30 and it was mostly like protein and veggies and stuff like that. Um, maybe a glass of wine or something, but nothing, uh, no extra kind of sugar to, have for, you know, have my body processing uh, overnight. I usually try my best to have sugary stuff earlier in the day, uh, because it does take longer to break down. Um, but anyway, it's just kind of an example of, um, why it's best to check at the same time, because it helps you be able to pinpoint, um, any changes in your, uh, your blood sugar levels. So, um, The next thing is whenever you are looking into meters, there's a lot of different ones. Um, I did do a um, post uh, prior to the season dropping about blood sugar meters. Um, I'll link that in the show notes just to give you an idea. But there's usually four main areas that you check for. um, And uh, I'll let you guys take a look at that just to of get an idea of what that is. But um, you want to invest in a meter. They can go from really expensive to not so expensive. So you have a lot of options for blood sugar meters. Um, There's a very, I think my first meter was like $15 at Walmart. Um, So you have a lot of uh, room uh, for these meters. And it's really just kind of about what suits you what's convenient for you. I've been no stranger about what meter I use. I personally use OneDrop and it's a Bluetooth meter that syncs with a companion phone app. And I really like it because it connects with Apple Health and it really is affordable in my opinion uh, from a standpoint of long-term. So one thing that you'll find is that the meter itself and the lancet itself will be really cheap. Even the little uh, replacement lancets that you have to put in really cheap. The strips though, hella expensive (laughs) and and it can be a lot, um, especially if you might have to check um, more often. So One Drop has a really great either one-time buy or uh, a subscription plan where they just ship it to your house on whatever frequency works best. And that's been um, good for me and you can skip months. So that's what I've done in the past of like, you know, I actually have plenty of uh, strips left. So I, I'm okay with skipping it. I think it's like 25 bucks for 100 to a limited. I'm not sure. Um, but I'll link in the show notes, uh, their website and um, access to that. And of course, I do have a uh, within that link, you do have $20 off if you do decide to sign up for it. So feel free to take advantage of that so you can get a feel of what it's like. I just like the convenience of all of that information being readily available on my phone if I need to check something and you can generate reports. It uh, does kind of like these blood sugar insights to give you an idea of like, hey, Your blood sugar might go up in the next few hours or it might go down in the next few hours. You can log your exercise, your food. um, And again, if it's linked to Apple Health, it can pull some of that information as well. It does work with other um, apps. I think I want to say Fitbit, things like that. It can connect with, um, it's available for both uh, iPhone and Android. um, So anybody can basically use this. So I really, really, really do like the OneDrop meter, I have used it for a very long time. Um, I don't really have any, (laughs) you know, plans to, um, switch, but, um, I'm always open to suggestion for stuff too. Um, so feel free to let me know what meter you'd like to use, but, you know, I think it's just a really good starting point, um, for something that's so relatively inexpensive, but nothing is wrong with, you know, any of the, the like AccuCheck meters. That's one of the ones that I have. And I also keep it as a backup Technology isn't perfect, guys. And so sometimes it's nice to have an extra one just in case. Um, it's also kind of how I calibrate as well, just to make sure everything's functioning well. So it's really, really good just to have one um, on you um, and just talk to your to your doctor about what your range should be, what you're looking for uh, when you're fasting and then even like what to expect. Hey, if I check two to three hours after I've had a meal, like where should my blood sugar levels kind of hit? Um, Because it's expected for it to go up when you eat, right? Um, But you don't want it to go super high or super low. There's kind of a middle range that you want to be. So just chat with your doctor about that. Um, So that way they can kind of give you an idea of of how you can adjust. And so one of the last things that I think is um, really important is to, well, not one of the last things, but like second to last thing, um, is just have a routine. You know, so you've got your meds, you've got your equipment, and you've had this conversation with your doctor. And so you're kind of like, okay, now what? Um, Once you have all of that information and your um, instructions for how to take your meds and use your uh, blood meter and all of that, you know, you want to start to incorporate this into your day to day. So this is almost going to be the same as like brushing your teeth, washing your face, like all of those kind of things. self-maintenance things, you want to really fold this into your routine. Um, And this is kind of where you can get creative, you know, but you still want a solid routine and know what you're trying to accomplish, you know, uh, set those small goals and then break it out. Um, You know, it's it's really easy to get into this daunting routine and like feel overwhelmed by it. Just do something small. Right. Um, And so I kind of laid it out like, okay, if my goal is to lower my A1C. Um, the smaller steps that can lead to that are like, you know, make sure I check my blood sugar while I'm fasting or after dinner. Um, again, this is kind of where your doctor's recommendations could come in. Um, okay, so now that I know when I need to check, the second small actionable step is logging that. So whether that's through the One Drop app or if you use the classic meters and you keep a journal and you write that down. Um, you know, that's kind of the next step that you would take. And then making sure you're taking your medication, whatever that cadence is. So for some, it might be twice a day, um, you know, in the morning uh, with food, so like with your breakfast or in the evening uh, with dinner. Again, this will always vary per person. It just depends on what your doctor suggests. And then the last, you know, step might be log what you ate. So whenever you're checking your blood sugar, you can kind of see um, what foods and things might've either helped or kind of didn't help um, with that. So once you know what the smaller steps are to get to that point, then you can do this on a regular basis. You know, So think about your schedule and write out how each step fits into it. Um, and it's really important for this because knowing how your body is responding to all of these things is gonna be key to your success. So these steps really should be and become normal everyday things, like I said, just like brushing your teeth, just like taking a shower, um, things like that. So if you, if we use the examples I provided, you know, um, previously, and let's say you work a full time job like myself, um, and you go to the gym, okay, your routine could look kind of like, okay, I wake up at 5:30, and then I immediately check my blood sugar. And then I log my results, which is automatically done with my Bluetooth meter. And then I brush my teeth, wash my face, shower, get ready for work. Um, and then by that point, it's usually about 6.30 a.m. And I have two dogs, so I'll walk my dogs. Um, you'll, you know, maybe I'll, I'll uh, pack my breakfast and lunch if we were still uh, going to the office. Um, at least I could start to prepare that um, w- with this kind of new norm of working from home. And then, you know, making sure that um, uh, if if you do have to physically go in, maybe you set a timer, you know, or an alarm. So like maybe by 7.15, I'm out of the door. And then by 7.45, I'm having breakfast. Um, 7.15, I'm I'm like down the street from my old office, so it wouldn't take me long to get there. But yeah, so by 7.45, I'm, you know, uh, I'm at work early before I actually need to start my shift, get my breakfast together, eat that take my medication because you typically want to take metformin with food. Um, And then you're good. And then maybe by midday, 1230 ish, I'll uh, log my lunch um, and then eat that. And then as I'm leaving the office, um, about 530 ish, I'll go to the gym. Okay. And then around 7pm, that may be when I have dinner, I'll eat that and then take my medication. And then by 8pm, you know, that'll be the cutoff point of no sugar, no carbs. Um, you know, uh, only like low calorie, something, you know, water-based foods, anything that's not going to spike my blood sugar and, um, and no sugar drinks. So like tea, you know, or something like that. Um, anyways, it's not a perfect thing, but just you, you get it. Like fold those steps into your normal routine. Um, and just keep doing it, you know, build that habit because, you need data in order to kind of know how to move forward. Okay. Um, again, just really, really want to reiterate your body needs. It it takes quite a few hours, um, for your your body to not only break down food and process it, but more specifically for sugar or carbs, because carbs turn into sugar. Um, they take the longest. So if you load up on them at dinner, and then maybe, you know, you have snacks afterwards, um, it's, it's, possible that your blood sugar is going to go up instead of down, um, as your body is, you know, preparing for rest. And so this is especially hard for me. I'm a snacker. So when I'm working late, I'm so tempted to reach for, you know, the, the crunchy stuff and the salty stuff. Um, and then I'll check my blood sugar the next morning and it's, it's way higher. Now, if you work late, you know, like if you do like a graveyard shift you would, it's just the reverse. So you would stop, you know, after your, uh, shift is over whenever your, you know, kind of dinner is considered, if you will. So that way as you're resting during the day, um, your body is not having to process all of that. So you just kind of reverse it a bit. Um, but you know, no one is saying that like your routine has to be super rigid. I'm a routine person. Um, so it's, it's, easy for me to like list and regiment and build in like 50 alarms to remind me of each thing. But again, it's really just about getting into the habit of doing those steps um, as much as possible. Have I forgotten a day? Absolutely. Have I um, gotten so bogged down with work that I forgot to take my meds on time? Absolutely. You just kind of want to make sure that you just immediately pivot and get it back on track, especially with your meds. If you miss You know, like I usually try to take my meds by 8 p.m. If I forget, I immediately take them. I still want to make sure that they are in my system doing the work that I need to do. Um, I just know to expect that by the time that I check at the same time that morning, my numbers might be a little off because I didn't get it into my system until maybe an hour or two later. Um, So even if it's just simple things to set a reminder on your phone um, or, you know, taking your meds or, you know... um, doing little things like putting your meter next to your toothbrush, um, your medication bottle in the kitchen, whatever you need to do to kind of just keep that reminder in your head to do those steps, um, do what works for you. And that kind of leads me to my last point is just really utilizing technology. Um, You know, again, I'm sure you understand to integrate your treatment plan into your day to day. Um, And there's a lot of great tools out there to help you with that. So, I am definitely a techie. I love trying new apps and gadgets and things like that. Um, Nerd to the fullest all for it. And so I really like to try new methods and routines to figure out what's really best. Um, So again, I use OneDrop because it makes logging so much easier. I'm actually knocking out like two steps in one. Um, And since it integrates with Apple Health, anything else that I log will also be loaded into that. Now logging my food is still a challenge. Um, and sometimes I used to keep a journal and write it down. Um, I do like to bullet journal. And so I use that as like where I keep my thoughts and, and as a planner. Um, and I'm even I've been experimenting with doing more digital bullet journaling. Um, I do have an iPad Pro that I use. Um, you know, I do love paper though. It's so hard. I'm a stationary whore. I love pens, sticky notes. Notebooks, journals. I will just buy notebooks if they're pretty because I just want to have a library of thoughts one day, you know, because I still have this um, old school way and feeling that, like, you know, as much as I love tech, um, tech can go wrong, paper can't, right? (laughs) So find what works for you. Um, But I do like to try to use um, apps like there's like Carb Manager, um, which also has kind of a keto focus, which is helpful, grades the food that you scan. then I went back to my fitness pal and, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just helpful to sometimes have it there, especially if I'm focused on something in particular, like having a high protein, you know, kind of diet, things like that. Um, it's not perfect. It's really hard for me to log my food, even in those apps because, um, breaking down each ingredient is tough, especially when it's mixed. You know what I mean? Like when I do snap kitchen meals though, I love that cuz I don't have to like think about each individual ingredient. I can just scan it and be done. But when when you cook for yourself, sometimes it can be hard. So, um still still meddling with that, but I still kind of take a mental note of what I ate for the day. I I know no one else sees you all the time when you're eating, so you know, um sometimes when some when your blood sugar is off, what you had the day before and what kind of triggered it. Hello, ice cream and twizzlers. Like those are my those are my, my, my hard to let go food sometimes. Um, and then fasting does help. So I do use, um, apps like zero and I'm still playing around with simple just to kind of see like when I stop eating versus when I start again in comparison to what my blood sugar levels are doing. Um, and obviously the longer I fast, the, the lower the number seems to be. But sometimes even when I just do an eight hour fast, if I stop eating and I, I actually pay attention to what I eat as my last meal, that can really make a huge difference and seeing how much time um, my body had to process everything in between it. So those are really, you know, uh, cool apps that I like to use. I do have a habit, tra- habit tracking app called Fabulous. Um, and it's kind of like a course, um, Course like flow, um, it doesn't bog you down with too many things to try to build a habit on. It's very beautifully made, um, and it I don't know. It's almost kind of zenful. They have a lot of good mindset things and meditation things, and um, you know, the more that you complete stuff, the more um, that you advance and things like that. So. I do like trying to use those because it's, it's really kind of nice to just keep myself motivated in those ways to continue to build that mindset as I, as I do. But again, it's not always perfect. I do struggle just find what works for you and get your friends and family involved, right? You know, figure out what's going to keep you motivated. If you have a support system, especially if you're, um, have a roommate or, uh, or living with a partner, you know, let them know, Hey, Um, I've set my alarm for 8 PM to take my meds. If, if I, you know, sometimes I tend to snooze stuff. Like if I snooze it and you hear it go off, like, feel free to like, you know, nudge me like, Hey, did you take your meds? Go ahead and take your meds, you know, kind of thing. Um, not to say that you should make them responsible for it, but it's just sometimes your support system being involved in helping you build those habits is really great. So, um, find what works for you. Um, and it's going to be trial and error and it's okay if, if something gets missed or again, you know, you fall off a bit like get back on like I am not perfect by any means I still struggle, but I always repivot back to, you know, what it is um, that I'm trying to do the goal is to be consistent. And even if I fall off, it's just like working out, you got to get back on. All right. So that is that for today, at least for this episode. Um, a little bit shorter and sweeter just to kind of get to the point and allow you to some time to think um, and figure out what's going to work best for you as you get ready for your doctor's appointment. Maybe you've already had your doctor's appointment uh, recently, but you're just kind of trying to figure out the next steps. Um, It's a lot, but don't worry. Again, it, it can be You know, just break things down into to small bits. Um, But at least you know what to ask about and what to expect in terms of medication routine and tools. And you're on your way. And again, I'm right here with you. Um, So I want to ensure that you have something uh, to kind of help you if you're, you know, kind of about to maybe schedule an appointment, or again, you already have an appointment and you just need to. Kind of build out that list. So I have actually created a little guide slash checklist to help you during your appointment, after, and then building your routine. Excuse me, more like before your appointment, during your appointment, after. Um, It's a short little like eight page ebook, um, and it allows you to create a little checklist of things you want to ask, things you need to do, and things you need to set up, if you will. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure that you had something to help you out. So you didn't have to try to figure all of this out in your head by yourself and figure out where to put it. Um, you can print it, you can keep it on your phone, on your computer, wherever. Um, so there is a link in the show notes. Um, all you have to do is head to that link. There's instructions on how you can receive it. It's totally free. um, and that'll get sent straight to your email and you can use that to get you kind of started. And I hope it helps. Um, let me know. Uh, I definitely want to provide more guides and things like this in the future. So if you found this really helpful, you know, let me know. Uh, it's it's something that I wish I had, honestly, when I went into my doctor's appointment. Um, you know, again, I, I'm thankful that I had family to kind of guide me, but it's, if you're like me and having something written down to kind of keep your your focus on what to ask for, um, I think this will really be a good tool for you to use. Um, and feel free to reuse it over and over again. There, you know, there are some there are some blank sheets there that you can repurpose to continue to log your journey um, as you're going through this. So, you know, again, having this guide is a great way to stay on top of things when it gets a little gray. And I just want it to be as clear and easy as possible for you. So. Um, drop check out the link in the show notes Um, you'll receive an email copy that you can print out or again keep on your phone and then, of course, you know, if you really enjoy this episode or any of the episodes, be sure to pres- uh, <laughs> be sure to subscribe. <laughs> be sure to subscribe on your preferred listening platform so you can get the full season and be updated when I do have new episodes available. And of course, as always, I would really appreciate it if you could rate this show on iTunes, leave a review, so not only more people can find us, but also so I can get your feedback and understand is this helping Is this not helping um you know what kind of uh things are you wanting to get more insight on what do you want to hear about from me um all of that you know I'm, I'm open to suggestion um as much as this is my show and I want to kind of just present myself and, and be me it's also helpful to know like where your guys heads are at and what kind of questions kind of pop up for yourself. So uh, head on over to iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available and hit that subscribe. And of course, rate. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Healing in Hindsight. And you can, of course, check out the other episodes and the show notes at healingandhindsight.com. Until next time, guys, hope you have a good one.